going on there, Youth Pastors? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net, your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast. So glad to be with you today. The sound sounds a little different today, by the way. It's because I'm in a hotel room. I'm not in my normal recording spot. I'm here in Atlanta, enjoying some time with my wife as she is enjoying her set of conferences that she's going to. And uh, I said, well, I'll just tag along for a couple of days and be a part of the scenery and help you and serve you in any way I can. And really, it's the same thing I'm looking forward to doing every episode with you. I just want to serve you any way I can. If you're brand new here to the podcast, by the way, thank you so much for being a part. Thank you for checking out the podcast, checking out the episode. Glad you're here. And if you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your time and attention. And hopefully I'll be able to share something with you today to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Today, I want to talk to you about authenticity. In a world that is increasingly becoming artificial, (laughs) we have to be on our guard that uh, we don't become artificial right along with it. And so today I want to share with you an article that I had written through GPT chat, which will on command, (laughs) when you command it to, will write an article on any topic you want. Could write your sermon, could write a blog post, could write a devotion. And today I thought I would test GPT chat and see what it knew about youth ministry and whether or not it could assist a youth pastor in helping teenagers follow Jesus better. And so I'm going to read to you what it shared with me. And uh, you tell me, do you think it's authentic? Do you think it's uh, a little bit um, generic? But we'll jump into that in just a second. Right now, I want to ask you a question. What if I told you you could add a member to your youth ministry team that had over 30 years of youth ministry experience who would guide you, mentor you, and coach you to building a successful youth ministry. Well, that is absolutely possible with My Monthly Mentor. My Monthly Mentor adds me to your team. That's right, once a month, we get together in community and we talk about the things that are keeping you up at night. We talk about the things that you're struggling with. We talk about the things that you're trying to get over. We talk about the things that are keeping your youth ministry from growing. That's right, you can add me to your staff. We'll have a once a month conversation where we talk about all these things and you can ask your questions. I will help you. I will help you work on projects, messages, themes, retreats, camps, the things that you're planning, how to plan it well. We'll get into all that. Whatever's on your heart is on my heart because I want you to succeed right where you're at. I want you to make an impact in your church, in your youth ministry, in your community. So whether you already have a team of five or six or 10 or 20, or more importantly, if you're just flying solo and you say, boy, I sure could use an extra 30 years of youth ministry experience. If that's you, I have a session coming up on March the 14th. We meet from 11 to 12 Central Standard Time. If this is of interest to you and you want to jump in on that session, I will leave a link down in the show notes. There is no long-term commitment. If you only want one month of coaching and you want to just sit in there for an hour and, and pick my brain about something, come on by. If you say, Paul, I want this every month because whether I have five or six or 10 or 20 volunteers or I'm all by myself and you could use an extra 30 years of youth ministry experience, then I want to be on your team. If you try it out and it's not your jam, hey, no harm, no foul. Come in for one month, get what you need, and then you can exit out. But I think once you've been in there and sat with us for about an hour, I think you're going to say, you know what? This is really cool. This is something I want to be a part of. And did you know that you go ahead and add this to your youth ministry budget under continuing education? That's right. Just ask your pastor. Say, pastor, instead of me taking classes at a college, can I get $20 a month? 
to sit in on a conversation that's going to help me grow individually and grow this youth ministry? I think your pastor would be excited to hear about that and sign off on that and say, hey, give it a try for two or three, four months. Come back and tell me what you've learned. So if you want to add that 30 years of youth ministry experience to your youth ministry team, link down in the description below. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into today's topic about being authentic, and I hope that that is what you desire to do. And the title of the blog post, I asked GPT Chat to say, can you write me an article on helping teens follow Jesus? And it has broken it down into four parts, very organized, and it starts off with an introduction. So I'm going to read to you uh, the brief part uh, that it offers in the introduction, and then I'll kind of offer my commentary on that. Introduction. Being a teenager can be a challenging time in life, full of changes, new experiences. As parents, caregivers, or mentors, we want to help teenagers navigate this time with faith and guidance. One of the most important ways we can do this is by helping them follow Jesus. In this blog post, we'll discuss three ways to help teenagers follow Jesus. Okay, so it's off to a good start. It does feel a little bit generic in the opening. Uh, but it, it, it seems like its intentions are good. It feels like, look, we want to help. Listen, as a AI, I, I think parents, caregivers, mentors, you know, we want to help teenagers navigate this time with faith and guidance. And one of the most important ways we can do that is by helping them follow Jesus. So it sets it up, but I think you can, at least I can tell, I can tell that it's it feels a little flat in that. So then it goes on to building a strong foundation, which is a pretty good uh, second paragraph. It says, the first step in helping teenagers follow Jesus is by building a strong foundation. This means helping them understand the teachings of the Bible and the importance of prayer. Encourage them to read the Bible and be in prayer daily. Attend church services together and participate in Bible studies or small groups. It's important to model these behaviors for teenagers so they can see the importance of making faith a priority in their lives. So paragraph two nails all the basics there, right? It's saying, look, if you want teenagers to follow Jesus, you've got to encourage them to read the Bible. You've got to encourage them to spend daily time in prayer. Um, you've got to encourage them to attend church service, and you've got to attend with them and participate in Bible studies or small groups. And it's important to model these behaviors in front of teenagers so they can see the importance of making faith a priority in their lives. So not only does uh, the AI recognize the basics of the faith, but it's also saying that modeling is important, that you as the person reading this, the adult who's helping teenagers follow Jesus, must also model this, participate in it, go to church with them, go to small group with them, uh, to show them that it's important to you, and so it must be important to them. Okay, on to the third paragraph, which is titled, Living Out Their Faith. It's not enough to just talk about following Jesus. Teenagers need to see it in action. Encourage them to live out their faith by serving others and being a positive influence in their communities. Volunteer together at a local food bank or participate in a community service project. Encourage them to use their talents and gifts to serve others and make a positive impact. When teenagers see how their faith can impact the lives of others, they are more likely to take ownership of their faith and make it a priority in their lives. Okay, this is, let's be honest, this is scary. AI is saying that talk isn't enough, action must be taken, and then offers some suggestions. A, the AI also shares a compelling reason for taking action. 
how their faith can impact the lives of others. They are more likely to take ownership. It understands that word is saying, look, if you want to have faith, you got to own your faith and uh, make it a priority in your life. So I think it's so far so good. On to the third paragraph. The third paragraph says, providing positive role models. Teenagers are heavily influenced by the people around them. As parents, caregivers, or mentors, we need to provide positive role models for teenagers to look up to. This means being intentional about the people we allow into their lives and the activities they participate in. Encourage them to spend time with other Christians who share their values and beliefs. Provide opportunities for them to develop mentor relationships with older Christians who can provide guidance and support. So AI is suggesting teens be careful with who they associate with. I can't argue with that. It doesn't word, use the word discipleship, though. I, I don't believe it's, you know, in anything I've read here, it's not used the word discipleship, but it's certainly having that feeling, that vibe, right? It's not picked up on the word that we would call discipleship, but it certainly understands the essence of that. And so and then it offers the conclusion. Helping teenagers follow Jesus is an important task, but it can also be a rewarding one. By building a strong foundation, living out their faith, and providing positive role models, we can help teenagers navigate this challenging time in life with faith and guidance. Remember to be patient and consistent in your efforts and trust that God will work in their hearts and lives. Well, couldn't have said that better myself. Or could I have? See, that is what AI is missing. AI is missing that experience that each one of us brings to the table that when we're helping a young person follow Jesus, we're not just dictating you know, at least I hope we're not just dictating practices. We're not just saying, hey, read your Bible. Hey, you know, be in prayer every day. Hey, go to church and, and all these things. Hopefully we're bringing a full story into their lives. We're saying, look, I'm here to help you follow Jesus based on my experience of following Jesus. And the problem is that AI does not have any experience following Jesus. AI can't tell you who led it to the Lord and helped them become a follower of Jesus. If I were writing this blog post here, I would include the people that helped me follow Jesus. I would talk about the youth pastors that walked me through life. I would talk about my first youth pastor that would drive me home uh, and my mom would be, you know, uh, you know, dealing with her alcoholism. And, you know, he would recognize that and he would pray for me and pray with me and talk to my mom. And, and AI can't tell you that. If I'm writing the article, then I'm telling you that these youth pastors in my life help me form in my mind, spiritual formation, but also form in my mind that that's the career I wanted. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help youth workers. I wanted to be in the mix. I wanted to lead other people and young people to Christ the way I was led to Christ and the way I was discipled. So in the end, the question is, does it matter that AI wrote it? Do just the facts matter, even if there's no person, story, or passion behind it? It does to me, and I hope it matters to you. Whether you're a youth pastor or a small group leader or a Sunday school teacher who's listening to this, let me encourage you to stay away from artificiality in your messaging, in your programming, and in your discipleship. We have enough artificial religion in the world that wants to give up on the authentic work of making disciples. Outsourcing the work that needs to be done by you and only you can only result in artificial relationships, which I believe results in a perception of an artificial Jesus and an artificial faith. Authenticity is messier, but at least it's real. So I, me, the real person, 
will continue to type out with my own 10 fingers stories, processes, and ways for you to help your teenagers follow Jesus. All right, youth workers, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, well, why not consider subscribing? And if you really, really liked it, well, why not consider leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast? It helps the algorithms. It helps other youth workers like yourself find this kind of content. And don't forget, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, well, let me tell you, you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. Stay real out there, youth pastors, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.